Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Club of Summerton, Philadelphia, and getting together for a kickoff of um, another week of our morning program, our morning shear. A beautiful, lovely Monday morning. It should be a beautiful week with lots of Simcha celebrations. Good news for us, the community for all of Klaisrol. And uh, last week we finished Evan Shlema, more or less. We um, wrapped up the Sefer, got to the end of the final parak. And yes, there is that lingering half a parak that we did not do, the second half of parak Yod, but I think the decision has been made that we're not going to be doing that together, I believe. That's again, as we keep saying, the spooky stuff. There's a lot of very intense, gloomy, and, and morbid subject matters over there. Everything is terror, everything has to be learned, but within the framework of what we do here in the morning, this morning, Shir, Musr Hashkafa. Uh, it's uh, not within the general range, the typical limud that we do. So we're going to move on to a new safer. And I think before we tackle another big work, we're going to be doing something now for the next few weeks that's uh, a little bit more timely. In Yana Diyam, we're going to be going through some Hanukkah Torah. And uh, as in recent times, we've been doing that during uh, the seasonal seasonal limud, and we, we've been seeing... Maharal on Pesach, recent times saw Maharal, I think, on Shavuos. Um, see, we saw, I think, Maharal going into Yom Nairam, some Maharal on, on the Yom Adin. So we're going to see now some thoughts from the Maharal on Hanukkah. This comes from a work of the Maharal called Ner Mitzvah. So anyone that has a copy of Ner Mitzvah, you can hit the pause button on uh, WhatsApp or your favorite podcast that you may be using over here and go retrieve your own personal Ner Mitzvah. Okay, good. I'm glad to see that you have it now. And we are at the beginning of the Sefer. Ner Mitzvah is a small work that the Maral has on uh, the uh, the uh, topic of Hanukkah. And it's it's a more unique in the works of the Maral in that generally the Maral, when he writes, he's writing the hash, Hashkafa, the insights, the the lessons, the inner depth and, and the, the inner fire of the of the uh, topic at hand, the ideas, he's exploring the inner workings um, in, in Ner Mitzvah and Hanukkah he also throws in a splash of Halacha it's not just about the insights into Hanukkah the inner core of Hanukkah, the Hashkafa of Hanukkah, he also goes through some of the Halachas of Hanukkah, so we're going to see how much um, we can cover from this this, this work, this Kuntras, this monograph that the Maharal has on Hanukkah in any case we're going to start with the beginning in the beginning he does start with more of the insights, more of the Machshava and the Hashkafa. So it says the Maharal in the beginning of Ner Mitzvah. Chibor Ner Mitzvah, here's a two line introduction, this composition, this work of Ner Mitzvah, Al Ner Hanukkah, Chutzava, has been hewn um, and to, to, to uh, mine the depths of the concept of Ner Hanukkah. Neifes Tzufim, dripping with sweetness, Midvash Areva. And should be hopefully we will find this uh, more more pleasant than honey. So, with that introduction and guarantee of the Maharal, let us begin. So the Maharal begins with a long chunk of psukim from Sefer Daniel, the book of Daniel, and Sefer Daniel. So Daniel, who the Gemara mentions was not a prophet but was a Baruch Hakodesh, was able to have divine inspiration, has a few visions. There's a few visions. One of these visions that he has in Daniel, in the book of Daniel, um, is a vision of all these frightful beasts arising from the water. Four beasts, four frightful and fearsome 
and um, supernatural, unnatural, unnatural beasts, one after the next that arise. And he's told that these four beasts represent the four kingdoms that will enslave the Jews, the four kingdoms that put Klai Yisrael into Golis, and the four exiles that Klai Yisrael will be in. So the Maral begins with the Pesukim. Let's see. Chaza Haveis B'chizui Imlelya says Daniel, I had a vision at night. Varu, behold, Arba Ruchei Shemaya Magichan Leimah Rabba There were four spirits, four heavenly spirits that present themselves before me. And I saw four beasts, four animals arising from the sea. Each one distinct and different, one from the next. The first one was a lion. So the first one he saw was a lion. But it had the wings of an eagle. Then I saw the wings come off. And it was it was um, it was um, uplifted from the ground. It had feet of a man and the heart of a man. Varu, behold, Chavia. So that was the first one. Cheva, Achrei, Tenyana. I saw a second beast. The first beast is this line, um, line with, with with wings of an eagle and, and feet and heart of a man. The second one says Daniel. Dami Ladoiv looked like a bear. Ulistar Khad Hakemas Watlas Il Olin Bepume Bain Shine is standing on one side, it had three um ribs in its mouth between its teeth, it was gripping three ribs. Vikhain Omran La Kume Akli Basar Sagi and and I heard it was being told, Go eat go 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 consume lots and lots of meat. Okay, Baasar Dano Khaza Haves Vaaru Akre Kanomer. The fourth one, I'm sorry, the um, the the um, next, third one that comes out is a leopard. Third piece that he sees arising looks like a leopard. Below Gapin, Arba, they had four wings, the Oif al Gabe, wings of a bird. Arba, Russian, Lechyusei, had four heads, Veshalt and Yavla, and it was given also authority, This the third beast. Ba'asr, Dino, in that same place, Chaza, Haves, Vechazu, Lelio, in the same place, in the same night, I saw the vision of a fourth beast rising from the ocean, from the sea. The Says Daniel, this fourth beast was a hideous, almost he says hideous, very very different than all the other ones. And the only way he describes it to us is this, it was almost this indescribable, hideous, frightening beast, with um, iron teeth, and it was um, shredding and tearing things, and uh, had ten horns, iron teeth and ten horns. It's a hideous, monstrous beast. Okay, so these are the four beasts that he sees. And this is the vision of Daniel, and that's the end quote of the Pesukim over here. So we have, he sees first something which is more or less a line, and then he sees the bear, and he sees a leopard, and he sees something hideous, monstrous, and indescribable with these iron teeth and, and, and uh, 
horns, ten horns. Vyeshlushal says the Maral. So we know these um, these four beasts uh, are Daniel himself was told parallel the four empires that uh, that have that 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 uh, ruled over Klaisrael during our long history, the four empires that sent Klaisrael into four different exiles. And the fourth was which the, the fourth piece that Daniel describes, which is the Gaulus that we are still in, and the empire that we are still subjugated to. Subjugated by and subject to. So the Maral says like this, These four empires, these four kingdoms that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sprinkled over the course of history and the four empires that were given the power and authority over Klai Yisrael to put us into exile. Says the Maral, it's unquestionable that it's not just like a mere coincidence and that's just, you know, how things happen to work out. It just happens to be that there's four empires, four kingdoms, four exiles that we were in. It's not just like, you know, why four? I don't know, that's just the way things worked out. Of course not. If there's four, there has to be something very significant about four, something very essential and necessary about four, the number four. There's got to be something built into the Bria, built into how Hashem created the universe, built into the master plan of creation that necessitates it to be for something in, in, in intrinsically uh, basic about the fact that there's a, the, 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 there are four of these empires, four kingdoms that have control over us, power over us, and four exiles that we are sent into. Some significance. There has to be some cosmic significance to that. If that's the case, it's the Maral. We have to begin the discussion of this work by asking this question, why four? Why is Pshat with four? Why is four the magic number? Why do they have to be four empires, four kingdoms, four exiles? What's so significant about this number four? Four exiles that Klaius has to be in four kingdoms that have authority over us. Okay, and this is how we begin the discussion of Hanukkah, because we know Hanukkah is one of those four exiles, right? Hanukkah comes as a salvation, as a delivery from one of those four exiles. Hanukkah is a delivery from from the uh, the third exile, right? the exile of the kingdom of Greece, Malchus Yavan, which is the third beast that Daniel sees in the vision that the Maral quoted for us. And Hanukkah is all about deliverance, in a certain sense, that's what Hanukkah is about, deliverance from the third of the four exiles. Before the Maral gets into that, the Maral first wants to know what's the chat with the four exiles altogether. What's the chat with the number four? Vinay Temsa says the Maral. Says the Maral. Maral offers us as proof to this idea that he is that he is he is presenting to us that the number four has to be something necessary, something of significance, something that has to do with, with the Bria, the Hashem's master plan itself, we find this concept of the four empires, the four exiles, already in the beginning of creation. The dawn of time, when the Rebbe creates the world, we already find an allusion to the four exiles and the four empires. Maral quotes, well-known Medrash, Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon Bar-Levi, so he quotes a medrash that says like this, that um, Rav Shimon Rav Levi explained that the, the Pasuk in the beginning of 
the book of Genesis, the beginning of Veracious, he explained that this Pasuk is referring to the different empires that Klai was going to be subject to. In the beginning, Hashem created heavens and the earth. The second Pasuk tells us what the state of the universe was in at the beginning of creation. It says, that the world was barren, was desolate, etc. So the, the Medrash goes through this Pasuk bit by bit and expands upon this Pasuk and says that the, uh, the Pasuk is, is in fact referring to all the four empires and exiles that Klai Yisrael is going to experience. Let's see. The heart saw you, the world is desolate, Zumachus bubble. That's referring to the Babylonian Empire, our first exile. The Gullus of Babel come and destroy the first base of Mikdash and send us to Babel. Shanemar, Reisi is Haaretz, Vihinei Soyu. Says Yirmiyahu, referring to Babel, I've seen the land and behold it is desolate, it is barren. So Soyu refers to Babel. Uvayu, it says it was um, desolate, barren, Uvayu, and and, and um, chaotic. That's the next part of the Pazik. Zumachus Madai, that's referring to the empire of Media. Madai, and that's the. Uh, the second exile that we're in, <coughs> Parasumadai, the Median Persian exile, that's during um, the um, interlude between the first and the second base Hamikdash, between the first temple and the second temple. And Klai Yisrael is, is um, the subject to the, the Median and the, the Persian Empire. <coughs> Let's see. Um, Shanemar, how do you know that Vayhu refers to Madai? As it is written, Vayavhilu lohavi es hamanam. So in the Gilas Esther, which is taking place when Klai Yisrael is in that, 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 that era of being in the exile of Parasu Madai, we're no longer subject to the, to the Babylonians, to Babel, but we're now subject to Achashverish, who is, who is the, um, the ruler within the empire of, of, of Parasu Madai. So the Pasuk says over there in Megillus Esther, which is again, this is the era, the, the, the period of time that Klai Yisrael is in right now, Vayavhilu, they, they rushed, they, um, they rushed Haman to, to, to bring him to the party of Achashverosh and Esther, and Vayavhilu is the same, is, 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 is related to the word Bayhu, Vayavhilu, the Vayhei, Vayz and Hey is, is the same beginning letters of the word Bayhu, Bayhu is about chaos, something being chaotic, and vayafilu means to rush someone in, 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 in an unprepared, um, disorganized manner. Okay, so you use that word over there. So we know that bayhu is a reference to parasumadai. The second exile, v'chayshech. Chayshech al pnei That's the next part of the Pazik. There was darkness. Zumachus yavan. That's referring to machus yavan, the third empire, which is the third exile. as the empire of yavan of Greece. Why they refer to in the Pasuk as Chayshech. So here, we can't um, bring a direct Pasuk because the, the, the exile and the empire of, of Yavan comes after the closure of Tanakh, after Tanakh has been closed. But Chayshech in the Pasuk of Bereshis still is understood by the Medrash as a reference to the Golis of Yavan. Because what did Yavan do? They dimmed our, our eyes. They darkened, darkened our take on things. They darkened the lives and the eyes of Klai Yisrael through their decrees. What did Yovan tell us? Kiswal Karen Ashar Shein Lechem Chelek Belek Yisrael. 
take the horn of an axe and write on this horn that you have no chilek, excuse me, you have no portion in the God of Israel. In other words, you have no special connection with Hashem, you have no special connection with spirituality, and you're just like us, you're like everyone else on this planet. You have, there's nothing more special about you, there's nothing more unique about you, there's no special connection that you have with spirituality more than anyone else. Okay, this is what Yavan did, and that was a dimming and a darkening of our eyes, says the Medrash, and the Maral is going to get back to all this and explain all this at length, but let's see, the Maral is still quoting the, the Medrash. Al-Panei Sahayim, this Cheshach was Al-Panei Sahayim, The, the darkness was over the the, the, the surface of the of the Sahim, That's the the uh, the watery depths. Zumachas Harisha. This is the the evil empire. The evil empire that's referring to the Roman Empire. That's the fourth exile that we're currently still in, and that Chazal were in when they wrote this medrash. We're still in this me- um, exile of of uh, Edom. Shein La Cheker. There's no fathoming it. There's no no understanding. There's no getting to the depths and understanding. This this uh, empire and this exile and the exile will end. just like these watery depths. You're on the surface of the ocean. You can't see, um, you know, more than a few feet beneath the surface. You can't. You, no one knows what's going on. The, the the murky depths of the of the waters. No one knows what's going down there all all the way at the bottom of the waters. You know, even nowadays they know more about the surface of the moon than they know about what's going on at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, right? Um, and Chazal say in, in this time, in their timeless fashion, same way nobody knows what's going on down there below in the depths of the water, the watery depths, the Tahoim. So there's no understanding the nature of this empire and the nature of the of this gullus and the length of the gullus. Just like we can't understand, no perception of what's going on there, the depths of the Rishayim as well. The Rishayim also, we can't really get into that. Um, Understanding of the motivations of this empire, and so too, and therefore, you know, the, 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 when, when this empire is going to give way to, and the exile is going to give way to redemption. The final part of the Pasuk says, uh, Hashem was hovering, the spirit of Hashem was, was hovering over the surface of the waters. That's referring to the spirit the neshama and the future eventual arrival of Melech HaMashiach will come to counteract all the four empires and all the four exiles and undo them. Heich, um, one second. Yes, yeah, it says in Medrash further, that's what the Pazik is referring to when it says, V'nochal of Ruach Hashem, it rested upon him, the Ruach, the spirit of Hashem, Be'ezus Chus, what and what merit are we going to bring the Melech HaMashiach? The Schus that the Pazik refers to, he was Merachevis Alpanayamayim, he's hovering over the surface of the water, and the, surface, and, the, and the merit of Tshuva. You want to know how to bring Mashiach? Bring Mashiach through doing Tshuva. Tshuva is compared to water. As the Pazik says, pour out your heart to God like water. That's a reference to Tshuva. If we do Tshuva, and we'll have the Ruach HaLikim, which is Merachevus Al-Panayamayim, that will bring the Ruach HaLikim, the, the spirit that's being sent by the Rebbein Shalom, that's the spirit of the Melech HaMashiach, which will come in the merit of our Tshuva. Okay. So, says the Maral. So he quoted a long a series of psukim from Daniel, Daniel's visions, he quoted this Medrash. The Medrash is identifying the, the, um, the four 
empires and the exiles that they're going to send us into appear already in the in, in the opening psukim of the Torah. So the Maral says it's very clear that if they're if they're showing up already in the beginning of creation, they must they must be necessary. There must be something about Hashem's master plan, the creation itself, which necessitates these four empires. Already when Hashem is creating the world, Cedar these four empires and their exiles that they're going to put us in are already there. They're already being planned out. And they're alluded to, they're hinted to in the beginning of, 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 of creation. What's tack of the pshat? There have to be four empires, four exiles. What's going on over here? Okay, I think there will be a good intro, at least uh, we're setting the stage for the, what, what the Maral wants to talk about first. So again, we see that Maral's making a, a point that's very, very clear. Four empires, four exiles, and it's clear there's something necessary about this number, something intrinsic about the number four. It's part of Hashem's master plan. It's wired into the beginnings of time itself. Hanukkah, which is going to parallel the third of the four, will um, be understood in a much better, much richer sense when we understand what the number four is all about. And we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow with with um, that Maral's showed us what needs to be understood, what needs to be explained. We'll see the Maral's uh, approach as he begins to take this further and take us through the understanding of the, the four exiles and why the number four is necessary and where we're going to go from there. Okay, everyone should be well and have a wonderful today.